All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Mark Ryan back here with talking with teachers at Raha International School. This episode, I have the pleasure to talk with Catherine Sims. Am I saying your name perfectly correct? <laughs> you are saying uh, yeah. it perfectly I'm always... well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you are the head of secondary. What I want to start with this, well, first of all, good morning. How are you? I'm all good. Yeah? It's all good for a Monday morning, yeah. Have you done a podcast before? I have never done a podcast before. This is my first one. Mm. <laughs> Sorry to start you off <laughs> with the bar so low, um, or maybe that's a good thing. Do you listen to podcasts or anything? I have done, but not regularly. Okay. And if you were to listen to uh, a podcast, would it be about education or would it be about something else? Um, the last, well, when I have been um, following podcasts, I've been following colleagues that have been using them for educational purposes. Okay, right. Um, I kind of want to start this conversation on a different end than education and kind of with family. Um, I teach both of your daughters <laughs> and they're super well-balanced students and very hardworking. How do you how do you find a balance between work and family? Because it must be super important to you. It seems mm. like it, it just, it, it resonates in your children. So I'm going uh, yeah, I'm going to have to edit all this kind of stuttering out. But um, <laughs> my main point is, yeah, just how do you find that balance between work and family? Um, I think what was always really important to me when we had kids was that either me or my husband would be staying or home with them in the early years just so that they had... Um, a parent with them during that time and I kind of felt that if I was going to work and was looking after other people's children it was kind of counterproductive to pay somebody else to look after mine so um, we started that way we initially wanted my husband to stay at home because he hated his job and I love mine right. um, but it didn't quite work out that way with the way the maternity pay and paternity pay goes in the UK so um, I agreed that I would take a career break, um, be at home with the girls. And then came the point where we knew that Rebecca was going to go to school. And I really didn't want her to be in this very British um, primary school that we had that was in the catchment area. And we knew we wanted to move abroad, and that's when we started targeting Abu Dhabi as a place to live. So we came out here on my husband's contract. I came along as a trailing spouse, and as we got here, Bex came into Raha. We chose Raha from the UK because what, we wanted... What did Raha look like at that moment? Because I heard yesterday this oh, picture <laughs> of Raha from Jasmine, which was a small building and a giant field. Um. So uh, the EY1 building had just been built. It wasn't ready on the day that the kids started school. So there was this big scramble with everybody trying to get it ready to open so right. that the kids could go in. Um, it still had that really lovely family feel to it. As soon as you walked on the campus, you knew that you were home. It was it still... It's maintained that for me the whole way through. Um, could you... And I know people say that about Raha a lot, this family feel. What is it? What, what, what is it that creates that environment? I think it's the friendliness of the people as you come through. So the first person that I met on my way through the gates was Jasmine. Our kids were in the same class. Okay. And then very quickly um, that bond started to form. She'd been here for a number of years, so she was able to introduce me to people that she knew. And then very quickly you get a network of friends around you. Right, but why is that so 
uncommon because it seems like it is uncommon. I go and I'll see teachers from other schools and they generally don't have the same uh, enthusiasm or enjoyment just to be at work. Not bes- besides doing the work, besides teaching, like the actual enjoyment of coming and walking around and feeling comfortable talking with their colleagues and stuff, Raha seems to have it. And I'm not just saying that. Um, what is it that makes that such a rare thing? It should be something easy, shouldn't it? It should be. Um, I think it's to do with honesty and openness. Nobody's trying to hide anything. You, what you see is what you get with Raha. It's an, in a lot of places, um, a lot of other organisations, people try to put on the pretense of being something that they're not. And I don't think Raha does that. And I think that is why it knits together so nicely is because people are just open and honest and what you see is what you get. Okay. And so you came here... You had Rebecca starting mm-hmm. in EY1, yep. and the school looked like a primary building and an early years building. Is that it? Uh, no, the secondary buildings were here, but they were a lot of them were quite empty. Okay. Um, I think we've gone up by one-third of the students that we had since I started, so another about another 300 kids since I started okay. in the secondary. Um, yeah, so Rebecca came in... Um, Lolly was at a little nursery around the corner, and then I got the opportunity to start coming coming back in a little bit. So I did a little bit of cover work in the primary school and in the EY, actually. All right. So, um, yeah, so which was very different for do me. Do those memories <laughs> flood back when you walk in? Is that why I don't see you as much in the primary? <laughs> <laughs> Just all those flashbacks yeah, of back different. in the day. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, definitely not in my comfort zone, but... Um, Certainly something that pushed my boundaries a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, And I guess that kind of leads into what I was going to go to after, is just this whole work aspect of everything. And now you're going to be the principal, the vice Vice principal principal of Raha next year. Um, Was that your goal as a 16-year-old coming out of (laughs) high school? You know, like, I am going to be head of school somewhere one day. No, absolutely not. But I think if you go back into my history that you can clearly see it and everybody around me could see it. So, for example, uh, when I was a grade five, I was a house captain and we weren't getting enough house points in greenhouse. So I decided to call a full house assembly during break time, but none of the teachers were supportive of that. So I was there with like 300 kids trying to run this assembly. So I think the markers were always there. Right. Um, And I think everybody else has been able to see them. My mum always said I was going to be a teacher. Everyone around me always said, yeah, you're going to be a teacher. And I was like, no way, I'm not going to be a teacher. What were you going to be? I wanted to go into media. Okay. Um, I wanted to be a journalist. All right. Um. But, yeah, didn't really have the stamina or the passion to do it. Went away traveling for a little bit and then realized that actually everybody was right. I was going to be a teacher. Okay. That's interesting. It's sometimes that uh, that thing when you ask people from the outside what's actually going on is completely yeah. different than what you see with your own eyes, right? Yeah. Um, and we talked about this before because this is the... We don't talk very often, but when we talked last year about the yearbook, I know you talked a lot about your hobbies were connected with your kids and your family, and it was a lot yeah. with music and stuff. What are you still doing in Raha? Like, when, when you finish Raha, what do you do? Um, so, at the moment, it's very different to when I spoke to you last year because mm. to take on the vice-principal role and keep the family balance, something had to give. So, my husband's now not working. He's stay-at-home dad. Okay. So, for a start, when I get home... 
everybody's at home. In fact, if anything, the girls are off doing ECPs and things and they're off doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, but things like having dinner together as a family, which we never used to be able to do because he didn't get in until late. So there's things like that that we enjoy doing. What time do you have dinner? I know this change, I, and I bring this up because <laughs> I grew up always having dinner at five o'clock. It was like a Canadian five o'clock. And then I moved yeah. to Hong Kong and I was talking to my wife about this and we had dinner 9.30, 10. Like on oh, wow. regular, and this yeah. was with an eight-month-old child. Like yeah. it was just late. Everything like you have lunch at three. I don't. People yeah. just get going later there. But back here in Abu Dhabi, I'm back to like five o'clock. This like yeah. What time we're, are you guys? We're about five thirty. Okay. So last night we tend to like to play a board game or something while we're eating, just to make sure everybody's interactive. So last night we really? had dinner and Scrabble. Okay. So instead of like eating in front of the television, like you go into Sometimes a, we will. Yeah? Yeah, sometimes we'll have movie night and eat in front of the TV. But okay. um, yeah, where possible, if we're all together, then we'll sit and we'll play a board game and... How does, how does like that, that manage? I'm just trying to picture that, like big dishes and scrabble boards and stuff. <laughs> like, is this a giant table? Is this a huge... Do you have like a huge area to play it? No, like it's kind this? of like regular. This, I guess no one can see this table that I'm talking about, <laughs> but it's like a six person circle table I guess it's just like a regular wooden dining table that you can get six chairs out and around okay but um that's interesting um I don't know if I could ever play a board game with my children at dinner time I don't know if they would do it like <laughs> not, not whether it's actually possible to put a board game at a dinner table they're a lot smaller though yeah that's right mine are tiny little girls so <laughs> board it t- games it takes movies. a while to get to that point all right like it's still I think it's probably something we've been doing for about a year. Okay. That has worked effectively, where they're independent enough to be able to do something like Scrabble or... And I think this is an interesting point where you say, you know, this moment where you can all kind of connect and eat Mm. and share this experience together. Is this a push away from technology a little bit? Or not even, like, you're not even concerned Um, about that at all? Not really concerned about that. I think that the world we're going into, technology's there. You've got to embrace it or get left behind. Yeah. And while they're not going to be on their computers before they go to bed, um, I still think it's it's got a bit of a place. So we might just keep a bit of an eye and say, okay, what is this game you're playing? It's probably not that worthwhile. Let's move on from that. But right. after we've had dinner and stuff, then we probably then would move towards the TV as a family, watch an episode of something, have a bit of a cuddle, then they go upstairs and read for half an hour before they go to bed. Okay. Um, before I get to the last point, I guess I, t- I talked about this a little bit with Jasmine in the first podcast episode, but it was the idea of innovation. And I know mm-hmm. being the vice principal next year, you'll, you might be faced with this question a lot from parents and students who are finishing school and leaving and entering this world that every single year changes mm-hmm. because of this amazing progress of innovation, but then again, this difficult work environment to get into. Um, how do you see Raha or your own philosophy with your kids or something shaping students to face this world that really we can't see like six months ahead of ourselves? I think that... Um Going right back to basics, the best piece of career advice I was ever given or advice in picking any subjects when I went to university was just stick with something that you enjoy. And if you stick with something you enjoy, then it will transpire into something else later down the track that that you can do something with. If you start off by setting yourself unrealistic goals to be something that you're not quite sure what it is, that you don't enjoy, that you're not really getting on with the subjects, 
then it's not going to be successful and you're not going to be happy. So I think the main aim is find something that you enjoy doing, be happy with it, and then the rest will follow. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and when you find something you enjoy, I was watching a, a podcast with the front man of Van Halen, uh, mm-hmm. or David Lee Roth, before, I guess there was another front man. I'm not a big Van Halen fan, <laughs> or maybe, maybe I am, I just don't know their music, and I like some of their songs without knowing it. But... He was saying, and it's not his quote, but that you need to do something 10 hours a day for 10 years before you become really good at it. And so you're saying that thing, yeah, you need to love it because you need to be doing it every day for all this time to eventually be really successful. Do you see that in the education field when you, when you bring teachers into the school and stuff? Is, it, is that part of the process that there's, it's this constant growth that you need this giant amount of time to become good at teaching that's an awful lot of time to dedicate to something and I think um, what might be missing there is the balance mm. um, and I think keeping the balance is really really important um, in terms of bringing people into the school you can tell almost instantly whether they're going to be a fit for Raha or not when you're, when you're interviewing people there's just a feel that you get about people feel that they're happy, they're nice in the environment especially if they come into school Right. You can tell as soon as they walk through the gates whether or not they're going to gonna, gonna um, want to be here and whether they're going to want to love it. So Okay, yeah, that connects back to mm. that idea, that feeling that Raha gave you mm. on the first day that you came in, right? Um, and I kind of want to touch on a point of something that happens around this time period here in Abu Dhabi. It gets, well, it's beautiful now, and everyone is dreading the moment when it's going to become super hot and planning their escape from Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny, I, people, yeah, they just, as soon as it gets really hot, they just kind of, okay, where am I going to go before it's really awesome to come back here? So if they have midterm break or spring break or summer holidays, whatever, they kind of tend to go. Yeah. Um, what's your MO with that? What do, you, what do you guys normally do if you have a break or it's too hot or something? Um, again, it's, it's all changed recently because my husband only used to be able to take four weeks off throughout the year. Right. Um, and so two of those we would keep for the summer and maybe go back and see family. So we go back twice a year. We go back home at Christmas and we go back home in the summer just to reconnect with friends and family from home. But now we've got a little bit more scope to do some extra travelling. So year before last we went to Australia. Um, we, The more places I can go and see, the better. I really, really like that travelling piece. And that's, I guess, why we're here. <laughs> right. Um... And then to finish off our conversation, which I think has been going pretty well, mm-hmm. um, if, you, if you looked at Raha like a television show or like a movie, and I know you don't, but I'm just saying, if you looked at it through that lens, um, and you had Ian, you had uh, Mr. Michael, and you had Jasmine, who would play those characters? <laughs> just oh, off wow. the top of your head. Would they be, or, or even... Maybe not specifically, but maybe the role, would it be this dramatic actor or would it be this comedian kind of character for someone? Oh, that's a hard one. That's like our interview question that we really? bring on people. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, yeah, so you're coming to Raha. What character will you be here from Friends? Yeah, and they say Joey and you're like, yeah. you're out. <laughs> it's when you ask them who would you be and why and they say God and you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, right, so, yeah. right. <laughs> Um, oh, 
someone to play Jasmine. That's a fairly energetic part to play. Um, okay, let's stick with the Friends characters. I okay. think she would... She's got that kind of craziness about her that's a little bit Phoebe, mm. but she's not quite so floopy. <laughs> right. But, uh, okay, so Phoebe is there with, as, as the Jasmine character. Yeah. And then Ian walks through the door. I'm waiting for you to say Joey, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and... Michael might be the hardest one because he's kind of the newest... Oh, he's a Ross. Oh, okay. There we go. It's just done. <laughs> he's yeah. the easiest Easy, of them all. He's the easiest of them all. Um, and then who would you be? I think I'm a little bit Monica. Okay. And yeah. why is that? Well, did you love Friends growing up? Yeah, you, yeah. I loved okay. it. Okay. And I heard there's a resurgence in Friends. People watch it, again, because of YouTube or wherever they yeah. can watch it, that there's these students... You might even, if you ask some of the secondary students that, about Friends, they would watch it, which is a fairly rare thing yeah. when you go back to sitcoms. If I talk to them about news radio or something, or yeah, anyone, you they have that. no idea. Yeah. They're like, I have no idea what show you're talking about. But Friends seems to have this... Timelessness. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's going to be a good edit for <laughs> <laughs> catching people's attention to find out what you said about which character <laughs> they are. Or something. Um, thanks for sitting down with me. I appreciate no it. No Still not great at this podcast thing, but anyone who's listening, thanks for tuning in. My name is Mark Ryan. This is Talking with Teachers.